Welcome to Rough Drafts, How God Writes His Love in Our Stories, a podcast that explores the faith journeys of our friends and neighbors in Burns, Tennessee. Everyone has a story to tell, and in this podcast, we'll hear powerful and inspiring stories of how God works in the ordinary lives of people like you and me. Our stories are unfinished and perfectly imperfect. They are just rough drafts, a glimpse of what is to come because God is still at work, writing plot twists, introducing new characters, and bringing good even from the most challenging circumstances. Join us as we see what God is up to in our stories. Here's your host, Matthew Hyatt. This is going to be a good one, friends. You're going to enjoy today so much. I knew I was going to like today's guest when I found out that Wes Boker was one of the people that really, really looked up to him. That was sign number one. I was going to like today's guest. Sign number two was that when he won his election, uh, there was a party watch night, and I heard what they served was the world's best beverage. Absolutely. You might think I'm going to say Dr. Pepper, but it was ice-cold glasses of chocolate milk. Absolutely. If that's not a way to celebrate, I don't know what it is. (laughs) Today, you get to hear from my friend, uh, Sheriff Tim Eads. Tim, welcome. Hey, Matt. Thanks. Yeah, I just uh, finished off a bottle of chocolate milk uh, before I got here. I calms the nerves. <laughs> I intended, <laughs> intended to run to Dollar General and grab one, but the plumber came, and I didn't have time to get over this. It's life. But it's in the way. It sure does. It ruins ruins the opportunities. <laughs> You've been sheriff. Uh, since 2020, November of 2020. So three years, right on. Right on three years. Okay. Up, yeah. And you've been in law enforcement? 37 years. If I'm doing my TCRS math, you could retire. Yes, uh, but uh, as far as uh, money in the bank, <laughs> uh, unfortunately, they didn't have TCRS uh, at Dixon County when I started in 1987 gotcha. at the uh, ripe old age of 20. And uh, so I've been around for a while, but, uh, you know, um, not doing too bad. I'm in striking range. I don't have any retirement plans just yet, not for the next few years. Okay. Okay. But uh, certainly uh, uh, want to get my official time in, and, and as long as the public will have me, I, I'll, I'll be around. But uh, I certainly don't intend to, to be in this business, uh, you know, f- in 20 years, <laughs> at least 15, something like that. So uh, I would say I don't intend to be in this business in 20 years either, but I think I still will be. And that yeah. just hurt my soul a little bit. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> now we can cry together. That's right. <laughs> Hey, so there was another claim to fame I should have introduced you with today. Um, you're look-alike. I am. Uh, a shout-out to uh, Carl Tiedloff. If, uh, he is uh, listening. Uh, he and I had a lot of fun with our uh, doppelganger selves. I think that's the big college word. That's right. It. And uh, uh, when I was a young deputy, uh, on evenings, I would uh, frequent his establishment mm. and uh, tended to turn uh, customers' heads and... Uh, uh, wait staff and his staff there would like, uh, okay, weren't you just in the kitchen? Oh, why are you impersonating a deputy? And, uh, my, my, one of my funniest Carl and Carl is a very generous person. And, Great guy. Uh, we sure loved having him in this community, uh, as a businessman and still love having him here. But, uh, uh, I went to, uh, I was, uh, of course, I'm an amateur cook, not as good as Carl, but. Uh, who is? Uh, uh, I am an amateur cook. No, Carl, uh, who is as good as Carl? No one's uh, good Nobody as is I'm good sorry. as Carl. Absolutely. So, uh, but uh, we were having some family and friends over for a, a big grill out one summer, and uh, I was going to grill up a, a quite a large amount of vegetables and stuff. So 
I ran to Walmart and uh, just because it was quick and easy. And I was, uh, I had quite a shopping cart of celery and bags of potatoes and carrots and just a whole nine yards. And the, the, the little clerk, uh, as I'm placing all this up, she starts ringing it up. And she goes, wait a minute. She digs around. She said, let me, this will be tax exempt, right, Carl? And I was like, I had to think for a minute. <laughs> this is a pretty large bag of groceries, but decided that to keep her and I out to a federal prison, I had to come clean with my true identity. <laughs> and I believe I was the police chief at Belmont at the time. <laughs> yeah. so, so I was like, you know, no. Uh, That's not how you want to end up on Channel 2. two for, absolutely. For Andy $7 Cornier. in sales tax. tax. You know? <laughs> what are you in for? <laughs> you know? yeah. Tax evasion. evasion. You know? $7. <laughs> Walmart. That's yeah. right. Look out, Al Capone. <laughs> well, I saw a Carl at a funeral yesterday, um, and just last week, uh, one of our members, Andy Scott, Andy and Stephanie, uh, Andy teaches at Creekwood, and he was cleaning out a closet where they had pulled down um, the signs at Creekwood, you know, the sponsors they have in right. the gym oh, over the years, yeah. and you know, every couple of years, they kind of replace them, and he brought to church what's right next to you. That's uh, awesome. The Carl's Perfect Pig sign <laughs> for Creekwood. So I, I told Carl, I said, it's yours if you want it, but if you don't want it, will you come sign it for me? Oh, that's I'll funny. keep a little candle burning under it in memory of the perfect pig. <laughs> so, oh, I love it. Well, you know what I'm going to ask him? Uh, sure. What's your God story? Well, man, I uh, probably got several. Yeah. Uh, you know, as we all do, um, <coughs> um, you know, uh, blessed. I, I grew up in Dixon County. And grew up in the church, uh, in the Baptist church. And uh, uh, for some reason, we were a small church. But for some reason, we had trouble uh, keeping a piano player. Yeah. And so my dad was a very... We, we have trouble with that, too. I know. Yeah, <laughs> yes, we do. <laughs> it's kind of permanent here. Yeah. Uh, uh, so my dad uh, was a very uh, gifted uh, guitarist and, uh, and, and sang very well. And so... Um, we had more guitar, uh, than, uh, the piano and, uh, he also along the way became a deacon and a song leader. And so when I was about eight years old, uh, he started teaching me to play rhythm guitar because he was a lead guitarist in, in which if not, if you're not familiar with lead guitars, they, if you have no words to the song, they literally can play the entire melody. And so you know what song you're listening to. Yeah just by the notes, and uh, and so Dad started teaching me to play uh, the six-string flat-top guitar to play the rhythm portion of the song, and so I did that up until I graduated uh, high school, and uh, it kind of got on with the business. Uh, before I got in law enforcement, I built boats at Ebb Tide uh, in uh, White Bluff, and, um, and so got married, had a couple, a uh, couple kids, a couple girls. Uh, was married for about eleven years. Um, visited churches here and there, but not nothing solid. And so, uh, ha- as a result, uh, I'll let you cough. But Matt and I are both on drugs, so you know <laughs> that's right. Uh, of the legal prescribed drugs, drugs, Your Honor. So it, we may have a, a cough off here yeah. just a little bit. I hope people aren't listening with their earbuds in. Well, uh, well you know, it's not too bad. I did a, a Lex, uh, Wes Boker, speaking of Wes, Wes did all my uh, short videos, and uh, we did a couple Facebook Lives, and, uh, I mean, it was bad. Uh, 
matter of fact, the, the people, they were keeping count. We had a contest how many times I sneezed. Oh, no. <laughs> which they would uh, win a case of chocolate milk. <laughs> and uh, so we just kind of rolled with it. And that's what we're doing here today. It was just yeah. me and Matt sitting and, and, and uh, talking about life. And uh, so anyway, uh, as a result of that, uh, you know, I ended up uh, divorced and uh, I had primary custody f uh, for the first few years uh, of the girls and, um, you know, keep them stable. I was in Van Leer in the school. And, and so that's how I met my uh, my wife, Cheryl. Uh, she was uh, a teacher's assistant and did art with the kids. And then she, the school had a before and after program. And my girls stayed in the after program, allow me to pick them up by six o'clock in the evening. And so um, uh, we kind of met uh, uh, the guy that's my chief jailer now, Dwayne Hayes, was a dare officer at Van Leer. And so we went out on a double date. That's the only way that Cheryl would go out with me uh, <laughs> uh, to make sure, I guess, uh, she knew Dwayne better than she did me. And uh, so uh, we double dated and, and from there uh, fell in love and got married. And uh, in February, we'll celebrate our 24th wedding anniversary. Congratulations. So, uh, you know, uh, it was, it was uh, kind of like eight is enough. Uh, she had four children at home, and I had two. So uh, we had a house full uh, of kids, and uh, Cheryl was uh, uh, attending Van Leer, I believe, Church of Christ at the time. And uh, she was stable with her kids. And so I'm like, you know, uh, other minus a piano, I can't really tell the difference. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> There's not as many differences we act like there are. I, I, we do, and we get caught up on that, and I do appreciate uh, Matthew uh, uh, does uh, a lot of teaching and, and training and, uh, about uh, let's be hung up on Jesus and not what the sign says. Yeah. And so that's one of the teachings that, uh, that Matt focuses on, and, and it makes people really feel welcome, I'll have to say. But anyway, Cheryl was sort of stable with her kids, and they were involved in the youth, and and so I started attending regularly. And then uh, eventually, the kids got a little bit older, and uh, we moved our membership to Walnut Street and were involved. And here comes some of the God story, probably, uh, to be honest. Uh, you know, I, I think a lot of Christians, you know, uh, you know, I'm in church, we're in church with the family, regular, tithing helping out with the youth group, whatever ministry the church needs, and and, and then tragedy can strike, mm -hmm. uh, either health. And uh, ha has those of you that know me, um, in 2005, Danielle had a horrible uh, traffic crash in which she was in a coma for three solid months, a uh, serious traumatic brain injury. Three months. Yes, and, and, and all they would tell you is prepare for long-term care. Uh, fortunately, we were never in a situation, me, Cheryl, or her mother, where they were telling us, you, you might want to consider pulling the plug. She had really good brainwave activity. And so that's one of the things that they make a determination and consult with families. Uh, but um, uh, anyway, so with brainwave activity kind of works against an injured brain. Yeah. Uh, because when there's activity in the brain, the brain actually increases in size just a little bit. So if it's swollen, it's there's no, yeah, it's worse. And there's a medicine they can give, but you can only give it every so many hours because they might save your life, but you may have to have a kidney okay. to whom it's done. So there's a, there, there's only a certain tolerance. So 
she went through several treatments. Uh, the last one would have been an ice bath. Uh, so they put her in a medically induced coma. Mm. And uh, so that shook my faith a lot. I had expectations that, you know, hey, if you're in a gang, yeah, you protect each other. Yeah. You know, and why, why did this have to happen to her? You know, uh, as any parent would, I would like, you know, I've, at, you know, at the time I was in my early 40s and uh, maybe I was just a tad younger. I don't know. I, I'm not real good with math. In my yeah. head, but, but anyway, anyway, excuse me. It, it kind of shook me, you know, and for three solid months, pretty much lived at the hospital mm. And then there was pretty intensive couple years of uh, therapy. And, and, you know, God spared her life. Yeah. And uh, while she will always have to have some sort of assisted living uh, through her parents, and she stays typically a week <laughs> with her mother. She'll stay with Cheryl and I. Uh, you know, she needs to stay longer. It just keeps her on a schedule. And, and if those of you that uh, know anybody that might have a brain injury, schedules and time is important to yeah. them. Routine. Routine is good. Predictability. Predictability. But I mean, I want to go back to what you said a second ago about, you know, you know you're know, you in a gang, you got each other's backs. You feel like you're trying to live the right way, and then something like this happens. Yeah. I mean, in, in okay, I feel a little silly about what I'm going to say. It, no. wouldn't, it wouldn't matter if, if Danielle was a jerk, you wouldn't have wished this on her. But no. Danielle is and was a bright, shining star. She was popular and smart and funny and loved and all of oh, those things. Yeah. Loved kids. Uh, uh, well, she was a senior mm-hmm. in, uh, at Creekwood, and she was, you know, talking seriously about going to, she wanted to be a pediatric nurse. Mm. And, uh, and you know, still out of all the horror can come blessing uh, because she doesn't have any severe behavioral problems. Yeah. Uh, she loves people, animals. She loves interacting with people. She's she's legally blind and blind. I tell her so. If she <laughs> listens to this. She's going to be fussing. She, you're uh, going to be in trouble. Well, she says uh, if she's legally blind, she gets it from her dad, which is true. <laughs> and so, so we're blessed in that fact. And she does have some quality of life. She's amazing. Yeah, she is. Uh, she wraps me up in a hug every Sunday. Uh, I mean, I kind of want to put her in a bottle. And yeah. Like, you know, when people gripe at me for something they don't like at church, but you need to talk to yeah. Danielle. She likes me. Yeah, she loves cleaning. Of course, somebody that's legally blind is going to do an extra special job of cleaning. <laughs> and she does a really good job. And, uh, you know, I have uh, uh, offered to rent her out, but I think that may be illegal to see. <laughs> Details. <laughs> oh, Details. Details. But she, yeah. there is not a day that I have seen her that she hasn't found something to compliment me about. Yeah. Uh, she is so kind. She's so funny. Uh, just Sunday, she brought me a few weeks ago. I talked about when you were a kid <laughs> right. and you got to eat the Cheerios in church. And I kind of missed the Cheerios in church day. She brought me a, a little bowl and a spoon and a bag of cereal <laughs> to yeah. church the next that Sunday. That was 100% so, her. Yeah. I, I love the thought. Yeah. I, I wish I'd have thought of it myself. But, um, I mean, she's, that's so, her. she's so cool. She, but I mean, as a dad, she's a senior. Yeah. This is like the prime of life. We're excited about college and yeah. what's next. And I mean, this yeah. is the rug getting pulled out. Oh, yeah. It, it, it was, and I had just lost my father. Uh, he passed uh, at the young age of 66 mm. in 2004. And then this 2005, and I'm like, you know, what's what's wrong with this? Yeah. I mean, I'd had a pretty blessed life and career. Yeah. 
up to this point, even though I wasn't in church, I mean, I, I wouldn't say I turned my back on the Lord, but I just wasn't in church. There's a difference. Yeah. Wasn't praying normal or, or unless I needed something. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know? I, I think there's a country song, you know, uh, uh, Jelly Roll, which looks like he just got out of the penitentiary. <laughs> yeah. But it's a pretty good song. It, 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 it's a pretty good song, and you know, where he reflects, uh, you know, he doesn't deserve the Lord answering prayer because the only time he Praise is when he needs something, and it sort of, it sort of makes sense. Uh, you okay, know. if you if you'd asked me who the first guest to quote Jelly Roll was going to be, I wouldn't have had my money on you. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just going to throw that out there. Uh, uh, you know, uh, as we get, that's one good thing about uh, new friendships yeah. and you know, people that are close in your life. You, you 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 turn over those things. You're like, I never would have thought that, and then it's one of that is one of the fun things. But Leslie makes fun of me because I have no taste in music. We, we joke I was born to be a Church of Christ preacher because I just, you know, I listen to an audio book all day long, but I don't I don't hardly I don't have a problem with it or anything. I just don't listen to the radio much. Um, so I started going to spin class at the Y. You know, oh. me and all the middle aged ladies in there. <laughs> now that I'm a middle aged man, I guess that that hit a little bit closer to home. And Leslie made fun of me. She said, the only songs you know are middle-aged lady songs from spin class. So. <laughs> We're going to have to, I will, I'm going to have to hook you up. Uh, Cheerios one Sunday might be a Jelly Roll CD. <laughs> I've got Spotify. You can send me a playlist. There you go. Okay. There we go. <laughs> uh, so so anyway, it was, was very devastating. Uh, you know, the, the church family was very supportive, you know, during the whole thing and and. Uh, just sort of got out of the routine. I don't know, and, and I had some anger, and and thank God for Cheryl, mm-hmm. who you know had some. You can have her own. She had some trauma in her life uh, uh, years ago, and I'll, I'll let her tell her own God story someday. Uh, very wise lady, and and had been through some therapeutic type classes, and she was, you know, you know. I appeared fine on the outside, mm-hmm. uh, but on the inside, I'd come home and I'd gripe about work, and then it, suddenly I'd start slipping. Mm-hmm. And my mother was living at the time, and she put up with some of it and, and let me vent, yeah. you know. Uh, and there's a place for that, yeah. but it'll take you to a dark place if you don't. It will take you to a very dark place, but, you know. Uh, I think the miracle of this story is that you come in here drinking a, a cold chocolate milk <laughs> and not... <laughs> Not hard liquor every day. Yeah, every day. Yeah, you know, the, and it's easy to slip off that path. I mean, people don't, you know, uh, often will self-medicate, and you know, we, you know, this church, along with a lot of other churches in the community, have strong outreaches uh, to people that are in recovery, and and it, it's just a, it's it's a half a banana peel away from, uh, yeah. uh, you know, maintaining a mortgage and and supporting your family to, you know, to being in the gutter. Yeah. It's just, it can happen that quick. It's so close and people don't realize it. Absolutely. And I mean, I tell you, I'm not going to steal, but I mean, tell you the truth, you at Walmart, they want to let you use the tax exempt form. You're kind of tempted. Yeah. And like, life's not even hard. <laughs> not, you know, right. When life gets hard, man, uh, we don't talk nearly enough about how we don't have enough sympathy and empathy when people go through stuff. Man, I'm not going to throw stones. Yeah. Because when I, when I go to the jail and I teach some of these guys in anger management, yeah, I always tell them their stories are confidential, so I can't I can't right, share. But right. the the stories that they tell of, oh yeah, you know, here's who beat me, here's what school looked like for me. Yeah, I, I quit going to school in about seventh grade because mom and dad didn't make me do my homework. Dad, I don't know who dad is. Right. Um, 
you know, what would I be like if I didn't oh, have somebody? Absolutely. You know, I and Cheryl will tell you this, and I say it. I had the best childhood, so I have no excuses. Yeah, I feel like, I mean, you know, had loving parents, supportive parents. You know, uh, I wouldn't say I lived in a total bubble, but you know, I had some uncles that that you know drank and raised cane in and out of jail, like any any normal family. But you know, I had the perfect examples. I mean, yeah. uh, I was in church. I grew up in the church. I participated in church. And, and like I say, so, you know, I kind of simmered off after time. And Danielle continued to to, to make uh, the best recovery that she could. Mm-hmm. Uh, typically, uh, about five-year window is what you got. At the end of the five years is about what you get. Okay. Uh, the, the, not that she can't still learn new things, but wherever her cognitive level or physical level, uh, you know, because she, she doesn't see a normal low vision. Yeah. And she has no depth perception. So you've probably noticed sometimes she'll stagger. Or yeah. She has to watch, be very careful, tripping. Yeah. You know, she had, uh, her balance is off because her vision, your vision is synced with your balance. Right. And when she first started early therapy, that's when we figured out that she really couldn't, she wasn't seeing in normal vision. Yeah. Because uh, her optic nerves were damaged. It's like cutting a cable on your printer. Printer yeah. still works, but it won't make capital Z's or lowercase, yeah. you know, whatever data in those broken parts of that, that nerve. Uh, so anyway, so that, you know, that was that was probably, you know, in a, about a year after uh, that, uh, you know, I had an opportunity. I had, got, I had been 19 years at the sheriff's office and had been, um, had a really good career. I uh, think most of it cause I have trouble saying no sometimes. <laughs> so I got to do many things at yeah. the sheriff's office. I wore every shoe there except for be sheriff. I was a chief deputy. I ran the jail for almost two years. I was a detective. I got to do a lot of things. And, uh, um, the sheriff I was working for, uh, during most of that, I started under Don Martin okay. and then, uh, I, I worked, uh, under Tom Wall for many years. And uh, sort of was on that path, maybe. Hey, you know, I'm in the upper administrative staff, so yeah. I'm, I'm getting the qualifications. Uh, right after my dad died, I went in 2004. I, I attended the Law Enforcement Leadership Academy at the FBI. It's called the FBI National Academy. That's a big deal. It's a big deal. Less than 1% of American law enforcement get to attend this. And sometimes it can take two to three years to get in, Yeah. And which was my case. I'd actually applied in 2000. End of 2001, and finally in 2004, and it was just months after my dad passed. Wow. And, and uh, you know, which was a big distraction. I, obviously, saying I had the best childhood in the world, according to me, I'm f- very close with both parents equally. And uh, and so I had that behind me, and uh, uh, Teddy Murphy had, had left the sheriff's office to go to work for City of Bell Mead. And the sheriff said, hey, I'm going to, I think I'm going to stay a couple more terms, or at least another term. And uh, and so I had this opportunity, and and I remember going to Steve Baggett's office. He was my pastor minister at the time, and asked him to pray with me, you know, about this decision, and uh, uh, it worked. The folks, the <laughs> fine folks in Bell Mead, hard old country boy from Vandalier, Tennessee, so we're still trying to figure that one out. 
<laughs> so, so you know, my my professional life really took off again. You know, to sort of the next level, mm-hmm. and uh, was a blessing left with the sheriff's blessing. He goes, look. You go get you four, five, six, eight years more experience at the executive level. Politics and, and a lot of things, you don't have to really be qualified to run. <laughs> Sheriff is the most tough. You have to have a psychological, and there's some other prerequisites okay. uh, to run for sheriff. Uh, uh, didn't used to be that way uh, back in the 70s. It feels like a reasonable thing to have some prerequisites. Yeah. You know, I and, thought you I nearly became constable one time. Right, right. right? Yeah. You know, <laughs> we just moved to White Bluff, and it was the first election I voted in. And um, I, I looked at the ballot, and there was nobody for our district for constable. So I wrote myself in. <laughs> and that night on WDKN, um, Chris Norman was announcing the results. He said, and there's, a, there's only one vote for constable from White Bluff, and it's a write-in. And I thought, I just became constable, and I don't even know what a constable is. So the next morning, uh, Dixon Herald, I guess, announced or whatever who it was, and it wasn't me. So I called the election commission. I said, you know, this is an outrage. (laughs) (laughs) They said, well, you have to notify them in writing so many days in advance that you are accepting write-in. So um, I missed being White Bluff Constable by one vote is what I tell everybody. (laughs) I I nearly had an earnest career in in political law enforcement. Yeah, it's, it's kind of the old sheriff way, the constables yeah. for districts. And, you know, uh, unfortunately, most people would actually go broke if they pursued that office yeah, to seriously. its fullest. But uh, I it, really thought, oh, no, no what have I what done? Have done? <laughs> <laughs> or am I going to get blue lights for my car? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, a pistol in one hand, Bible in the other. Hey, it worked for me. <laughs> I don't even have a gun. You know? <laughs> <laughs> got to watch some more Andy Griffith episodes. You know? <laughs> Training. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> so... But uh, so the time of Bell Mead gave you some some training. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got I got to do a lot there, and uh, so ultimately you know, the sheriff uh, 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 race Tom lost the race in twenty ten to Jeff Bledsoe, and I just kind of kept hanging on. Uh, I, I worked with Jeff, knew Jeff. There was no reason for me to run in twenty fourteen or whatever. I, you know, I was doing fine. I was still doing fine. Had a good had a good thing going on uh, at. Uh, uh, bail meeting and in 20 when Jeff retired and took the director's job at uh, Tennessee Sheriff's Association it's an open seat yeah prayed about it even though I wasn't in charge regular I never really quit praying I just had those mm-hmm. moments where uh let's see you know boy, here I am getting interviewed by the preacher <laughs> uh was it Jacob that had the wrestled with the angel. Yeah, yeah. Am I right? You good job. Okay. Genesis and everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I kind of felt like that. Sometime I'm like, I I never said to myself, God doesn't exist. Uh, I believe stronger than anybody that that He did, and I wanted to wrestle Him for not protecting Danielle. I guess that's the real deep side. You didn't disbelieve, but you wanted. You weren't happy with Him. No, yeah, exactly. I'm like, let's go. Yeah. Come on. You know, why? You know, I'm trying to do the right thing. And, you know, and then I, at the end of the day, I still have to sit down and go, she survived. Yeah. And there were some points that were dark. It was like, it almost been better if she had nothing. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, that's just the truth. Yeah. But I, I did wrestle with God in... You know, feeling like that uh, had been let down. How long was that funk for you? Was it days, weeks, months, years? Years. 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 
I don't think people fully appreciate how long and dark and deep. Um, you know, in the book, in the movie The Shack, he called it the great sadness. Yeah. Um, I thought that's such a fitting description of what those times can be like when you feel like you got let down. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if God's real, he sure isn't helping me a lot. Right. I mean, what what's, you know, why should I, you know, tithe and, and volunteer and take time away from whatever else I'm doing and and show up and I'm I'm not getting anything returned now. Yeah, I know I understand faith and uh, heaven and there's a greater place and all of that, but uh, this is a real world, bub. Yeah, you still wake up with a sinus infection. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm making it personal, why don't you? Yeah, right. Yeah, you know. So, uh, <laughs> so it was funky for a long time, and and like I said, got to give Cheryl a lot of credit. Uh, for sticking around. There was probably times where, you know, she just didn't want one more sermon. My mother wanted me to be a Baptist preacher. Yeah. Not the police. Okay. And, you know, I always, you know, Cheryl could tell you, I could, I, I can preach, but it ain't always the gospel. <laughs> and so, so we stuck it out and, you know, um, you know, I, I, I talked to her and it, and it, it any executive level, any job, whether you're, you know, my dad was a janitor, and I'm very proud of that. My mother was a factory worker. That's where I come from. Hard work, you know. Sometimes you have to buckle down. My dad told me, he says, son, unless your life's in danger, you got a job and you hate it, find something else, but you don't quit until you give them a notice. Yeah. And you got paycheck coming in. That's right. That's what you do. You just don't walk off a job. Said so if your life's in danger, that's one thing. Yeah. Otherwise, that's only exception to the rule. Yeah. And and so you know, there there were things, even though Bellmead had a a low crime rate, but we're in the middle of West Nashville. Yeah, I think people hear Bellmead and they think a little bit of a false sense of security. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. There's some parts about that job that are cushier than some other Absolutely. jobs. But that doesn't mean it's not a real police job. In I mean. Comes with its stresses. You have real felons. You have real criminals, and yeah. and some of the clientele you've got to deal with are, frankly, really entitled yeah. complainy jerks. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, you know, you know, a lot of good people there, but there were uh, were folks with probably unrealistic expectations at time. So I've done a ride along with uh, the county a few years ago. I've done City of Dixon. I've done a ride along with Wes, and the thing that was uh, in Belmead. And the thing that was different about Wes's ride along, it, it was a real day, just like the others. Mm-hmm. Okay. I mean, it was a little bit slower, but there were still roads with a whole lot of cars. But part of his job description was driving by houses of the rich to check on them while they were on vacation. Yes. Like that's not something that's not something happening in White Bluff real often. No, I mean <laughs> we we get those in the county. We can try, but the it ain't happening every day. It ain't. It may not happen every day. And 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 the goal was to. You know, to get by uh, one of those houses two or three times during a shift. Yeah. Which would equate to about six six to eight times during a 24-hour period. <laughs> That's a lot. You know, and and, and, and like I said, it, it had, it, it you know, there was a, a certain amount of quirkiness. Yeah. That's a great word. <laughs> That's such a good word. Yeah, that, that, you know, might come from the mayor or city manager yeah. uh, that, that was different. And it had its own set of stresses, stressors. And so when we found out Jeff was retiring, I talked to Cheryl. I prayed about it still, and things seemed to fall into place. And 
And, uh, of course, I had known Wes since he was a kid and a, a police explorer. And uh, I had hired him maybe about three years before uh, before I left. And, and, of course, those of you know that know Wes is a very talented musician. Mm-hmm. Photographer. Uh, photographer, videographer. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, unlike this show, which is not edited unless we go too long, uh, Wes, uh, uh, you know, was able to edit some videos that were very powerful. It was in the middle of COVID. Traditional campaigning options weren't necessarily there. Mm-hmm. Uh, honestly, everybody, all the candidates, there was five of us, had to throw together pretty quick yeah. uh, strategy. And I just trusted Wes and and. He did his thing, and he's like, you want to look at this before I launch it? I'm like, no, let's go for it. Uh, you know, uh, let's just ride with what we got. And 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 I got a lot of positive feedback, and, and, and I think Wes, uh, he knew me, mm-hmm. and somehow he was, I believe he was able to convey my sincerity yeah. uh, uh, of wanting to be sheriff, not so I could thump my badge and go, hey, I'm the sheriff. So I could really, I love this community. I yeah. grew up in this community. That's why I got in law enforcement in the first place. Yeah. You know, my parents weren't, you know, if there was a wreck, don't stare at it. If you get out and help, get out and help. Otherwise, get out of the way. Yeah. And, and you know, of course, coming up in the church uh, is about helping people and protecting people. And uh, and, and I, I'll, I will be totally honest on this program. Uh, you know, that was probably a good 25% when you're 20 years old going, <laughs> uniform drive fast yeah yeah you know uh yeah there was a you know uh you know enough young man adrenaline that i like that's got to be pretty cool and you know uh but i mean i don't know anybody who shoots a gun every now and then doesn't think it's just kind of fun yeah you know, like, that's just fine yeah because i never shot a pistol until my first day on the firing range really yeah uh my my dad i had a 20 gauge shotgun dad had a 16 and he couldn't afford a rifle or a handgun, really. Yeah, be honest with you. I yeah. mean, I, we, you know, uh, we we lived, uh, you know, modestly, but we had. I never missed a meal, and you know, my clothes were clean. They weren't, might not be designer jeans, but yeah. you know, at a, you know, my parents weren't hung up on impressing the Joneses. Yeah, you know? yeah we wasted so much life doing that garden. Oh, I know. People get stressed about that, and I'm like, you know. Uh, you know, we had a modest, we camped, tent camped a lot when I was young. And then dad bought a, they bought a old, um, used uh, pop-up camper. Yeah. And, uh, I don't know. I think that's why to this day food tastes better cooked outside. It does. It's just meat over fire. I really think there's something hardwired in our biology. I think it is. I miss that Rodizio Steakhouse in downtown Nashville. Oh, yes. Oh, I know. Yeah. Uh, seldom did I turn the... Stop her up to red. Yeah. No. <laughs> Stay on green, baby. Stay on green. <laughs> Until they have to carry me yeah. out. You know? <laughs> the manager's coming out, taking it away from you. You go, it has a other side. No, it doesn't. I'm colorblind. I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> Man, that place is good. Yeah. Um, you talked about Cheryl helping you kind of, kind of, but it also sounds like the uh, process of becoming sheriff was part of what helped yeah. pull you out of that. Yeah, I think I think so. I, I found a renewed energy, you know. And, and and before we would sometimes visit, I've got a cousin that's a preacher, and we'd go visit and see some family, and you know, occasionally we would get an invite to to dinner, Sunday dinner on the grounds, and 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 we would go, but 
I, God has his own way of steering our lives. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, you know, between her, she made campaign buttons. She run, she run the whole thing. But somehow, I think some of that deep anger started turning, you know, you, you know, raise a child up in a way they, they won't depart from it. Yeah. Loose quote. Yeah. I think it just started clicking as like I, I understood that things were happening very positive for me. Okay. And then, I don't know, maybe this is the Jewish side of God and the guilty, guilty mothers of, uh-huh. of picking our Jewish friends a little bit. Uh, during my 14 yeah, years, I never- get canceled. I, yeah. Canceled. <laughs> during my 14 years at uh, Belmead, I never missed a high holy day service. Yeah, you guys provided security. Yeah, we provided Saturday. security, and uh, uh, nobody really liked wearing a suit. So me and uh, another person would suit up with the earpiece looking like Secret Service. Yeah. And, and we would sit through all the sermons and yeah. the classes and the celebrations. I bet you learned a lot of cool stuff. I, I did. I learned, it, well, it was uh, it was was very good. Yeah. And uh, so... Didn't they name you like an honorary... Yeah, member of the tribe. That's what the, the, rab- tribe. the rabbi said. Uh, that, that, yeah, yeah you, we're now, uh, you're now an honorary member of the tribe. That's pretty so, cool. Yeah, I always thought it was cool. Yeah. And once a year, they had a little service uh, uh, dedicated to first responders. Yeah. We'd invite the local fire guys that service Bellmead. Yeah. They'd have a, like a blessing type yeah. service, service and a meal for us. And it's uh, pretty cool. That is pretty yeah. cool. So anyway, I, I you know, I just started gravitating back. I wouldn't say naturally. I'd just probably say led. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm like. It just took some time. Yeah. I, I You know, yeah. You know, I, I was angered. And, I'd, you know, and I'd always come to my senses at some point go, golly, you know, why I'm not being struck dead right now <laughs> uh, it is beyond me. Yeah. And, and so. You know, I jumped in both feet in 20 uh, during the uh, during the election and continued to visit some churches here and there yeah. and um, hung out with the Presbyterians a little bit. I worked yeah. for them as well. And, yeah. Uh, you know, uh, up at, um, uh, well, CPA, Christ oh, Presbyterian. Yeah, yeah. Uh, worked football games, traffic, oh, worked sure. sun, did some Sunday morning. Yeah. Uh, uh, you know, uh, this is, sounds terrible, but, you know, probably about the half the time of my regular attendance at yeah. church, I was being paid to be there. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, if you're worried about that, let me tell you about my stats. <laughs> because it's pretty much been since I've eight, been 18. <laughs> I'm sorry, it y'all. Looks, it looks great when you get paid to go to church. Church, I know. You know? Like, it doesn't get any better than this, <laughs> That's right. That's right. Mm. Oh. Uh, but... Uh, so, so anyway, uh, things continue to go. Uh, started bumping into yours truly mm. there, Matt. Sorry about that. That's all right. Started bumping into you at some of the ever since that first arrest. I know. Well, folks, uh, look, it's been expunged. Okay, well, you can't even find it on Google. That's right. That's a joke. Y'all. <laughs> yeah, that's a joke. So I think that's what the big politicians do. That's a joke. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> hey, I do but, truly appreciate that you'd be willing to even do this show because as a person who is elected. Getting yourself recorded, having a conversation about faith is dangerous. It can be. I mean, truly. And I mean, I know Dixon County isn't New York City. Right. But like, we've talked pretty freely. We, we just joked about Belmead. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you could lift a line out of that and misuse it in so Absolutely. many ways. It's clear that you love the department and the people and the mayor and everybody yes. involved. Uh, 
But when you're under that microscope, man, people, people it, it can be scary. That's yeah. that's where you have to have to have some solid faith. I think uh, a backbone. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I know how the world can catch on fire in about six point eight seconds on on social media, or, or like you say, if somebody pulls something. But I know who I am. Yeah. And I have faith that the, the people that support me know who I am. Yeah. And I'm okay with praying in public. Mm-hmm. I'm okay with my faith. Yeah. Uh, law enforcement is faith-based. Mm-hmm. This country, this constitution, people want, people a lot of times want to try <laughs> to forget that and acknowledge that, that this republic was founded by mostly Christian faith people there was a shared set of morals yes yeah you know and, and you know cheryl uh i keep coming back to her but she's got a lot of really good sayings yeah you know and and you know you have discussions you know and sometimes you have discussions about morals yeah okay uh of course we all know nobody's perfect but but what she you know she we were having some sort of I, for lack of a better word, religious or a theological type discussion. Yeah. And, you know, she said, okay, well, if somebody, what, what if somebody lived a fairly genuine moral life? And at the end of the day, there was nothing. What's wrong with that? Yeah. You're probably going to have a better life if you're not closing every bar down. In yeah. the county, I'm not judging people. Who, you know, that drink responsibly, right? Okay, that's a different thing, whole different thing. But if you're if you're leaving a lifestyle where you're honest, law-abiding citizen, you're probably not going to get shot breaking into somebody's house. Yeah, you're probably not going to be intoxicated driving and kill yourself or somebody else. Yeah. So what? What if you're probably if you lived even if you took God out of the equation, and you lived a generally accepted moral life. Yeah, you would probably prosper. Yeah, and you would probably live longer. Absolutely. By the way, that's a really old argument in favor of Christianity. Yeah. It's um, Blaise Pascal, one of the fathers of computer yeah. science. Uh, he kind of coined that argument, and they call it Pascal's wager. Oh, okay. Uh, wouldn't you be better off to bet on the existence of God with your life than bet against it? Yeah, because there's. First time I heard that, yeah. Infinite reward versus infinite loss, loss. is is his idea. And, right. Yeah, you know, people talk about it, but yeah. it's just something to be in a decent person in yeah. society. Yeah, you know, I think sometimes people are scared. Yeah. Uh, uh, either to proclaim their faith or, or, or just give it a try. Yeah. Uh, you know, because at least here it burns, which I'm now in. That's where I was headed with oh, this sorry. other. That's okay. <laughs> we Squirrel, we went down the hole. Yeah. Uh, we'll bring it back, huh? Uh, Cheryl says I'm the only person who can tell a story over a six day period. You <laughs> pick up where I left off. <laughs> she has to live with me uh, constantly. Bless her heart. <laughs> I, I know. Um, and so, you know, I, I started bumping into you, Matt, at, at, at some of the functions that that I show up in my official capacity. Yeah. Uh, a lot of them have to do with charitable causes. That's where I first sort of met you. Yeah. Then, then you eventually came on on, on the the board. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, that uh, the the Dixon County Jail Chaplaincy is is the organization that that is uh, multi denominational that serves the Dixon County Jail. Yeah, and 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 has sheriff. I have to get permissions for that. Yep. Uh, and, and so uh, the board uh, 
provides volunteers, helps coordinate, a whole lot of stuff. Yeah. We'll spend a lot of time on it. It's great. So uh, shameless plug for, yeah, for the board. If you're looking for a worthy cause to give, even if it's just $10 a month, uh, you can you can get on their website. You can ask Matt, me, more, on, 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 and fund this because it is very valuable. It's a uh, it's a cool work. It's uh, a cool. It's a good work. Uh, and you know, and it, it, it is something that impacts an inmate's life where they they never have to come back to the jail. You know, there's some people who are going to keep making the same dumb mistakes. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Uh, we want to make sure that anyone who wants an off ramp has an off ramp. Right. That's. So yeah. job training we've helped with. We've helped right. with GED stuff. Yeah, it's we've not it's not all right. going in there reading them a scripture and, and, and dunking them. Yep. Yeah. Uh, so we do that too. Yeah, we, we do that. Yeah, y'all do that too. Uh, so that's been I, a good experience to get to do. Yeah. I wish I wish everybody could do it. I know there's a million reasons not everybody can. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it just it again, I grew up similarly, good parents, mm-hmm. church going family, you know. Uh, there's always crazy uncle somewhere, but oh, yeah. you know, kind of our nuclear family was Pretty solid, pretty mm-hmm. stable. Things went well. Um, so, you know, I didn't have friends in jail. Mm-hmm. And so it was kind of easy for me to think that's where the bad people were. Um, I have only really met, the jail has a population of between 300 and 400. Mm-hmm. Um, I have probably only met two or three people that might have been bad people. Yeah, just genuinely evil. Yeah. With no, no way to break through, but... Even if they stopped one of these ministers in the jail and said, I got to change something. Will you talk to me? You're going to talk to them. I have never once been scared in there. Yeah. Um, never once. It's a little intimidating, yeah. but but at, at the same time, uh, a lot of these people are in pain. Or, uh, 99% of them are, are in pain of some reason or for some reason. And, and, and like I say, I've been blessed. I just get a, I got a taste of that mentally with my God story, I guess. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and at the end of the day, I, I, you know, with, with my divorce from the girl's mother, <clears throat> you know, I was heartbroken, but I wasn't devastated. Yeah. I, I guess. That makes it, sense. You know, and, 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 and I even, you know, tried to take the girls to church some, yeah. even, you know, while I was single and. And because I always knew it's my heart of hearts, that's the right place to be. It's a good place. To, if you don't know what to do, you know, this is, you, you're going to roll your eyes at me so hard. <laughs> we were watching Home Alone the other day and I love the original Home Alone. It's my kid's favorite movie. Um, you know, when little Kevin knows that his world's falling apart, where does he go that night? He goes to the church. Yeah. And yeah, he sees the big scary guy yeah. with the shovel, you know. That's at the church. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's a whole other conversation. <laughs> but, yeah. you know, that that's church. It's, somebody apologized for me. He said, I don't think I need to be here. I'm just not sure whether or not I believe and I don't want to be a hypocrite. That's buddy. This is the place. Like, come here and figure it out. And I hope you decide you do. But if you decide you don't, there's still a seat for you here. Yeah. I'm not going to ask you on your way in or your way out. Yeah. You know, just... Be who you are. Well, yeah, you, you know, and I and I think I don't think I know. Uh, I believe the Lord was stirring me. Uh, things really fell in place. Maybe that was His way of giving me a shot of faith yeah. to be driven. It, it's almost like you know, when a fruit's ready to be picked, it must be picked at the right time. It's got to be right. 
it's got to be ripe. It's got to be ready. Pick it too soon. Pick it too late. You're messed. Yeah. And I, I want to. I like to feel like I was led here. Yeah. And and not just here to be, but be back in part of something that that I felt comfortable. That Cheryl felt comfortable. Yeah. And <laughs> I know you preach a, a lot of times to remind people or reassure people that. This is a place to be loved, mm. not judged. Yeah, it, you know, and, and, and anybody with half a brain is going to understand. You're not making endorsements to to be actively doing something you, you know is not good for you. It's That's not good, murder. You know? right? You know, and, and so you know, as I, I was around you a little bit more, I was just like, you know, plus uh, my stepdaughter Kristen and, and her She's her amazing. husband come here. She is amazing. And, you know, and, and Cheryl has always been the bedrock of don't have to ask her twice to let's go to church. Yeah. And so we started visiting and uh, I f- really got to start interacting with members of the church from younger people to people my age, people a little bit older. And it was like, and they may kill me for this, <laughs> I started finding more Matt like you're personality and, and you know and I grew up people's heard this you ain't supposed to pull a preacher around well I get that yeah I, I get that and it, it, this is not what I'm talking about I'm yeah. talking about an atmosphere a thought that you can just really feel when you uh, walk in the door you yeah. know uh, and James Hinkle started that before me yeah. and that's what makes this church so special uh, he taught this church that we don't have to agree on everything to love each other that not everything is equally important, mm-hmm. uh, that that it's okay for you not to be okay. Like, he laid, man, and all the good stuff we've enjoyed has been God's blessing through James. Yeah. Uh, and I actually sat through some classes with James back yeah. in the day. Oh, uh, did you really? Yeah, uh, at Walnut Street. He's when okay. He was still there. This was a long, you know, dating myself, but uh, always enjoyed his teaching, and, and it was common say, sense-based. Yeah. It's like... Yeah, that's that's right. And it's kind of like, you know, in, in the world, we, you know, we don't we don't always have to agree on, on the same things. But let's not start name calling and, 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 and building a wall between us. We can right. get a lot more done together. Yes. And we can be more Jesus like yeah. when we're working together. Absolutely. You know, and, 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 and then people not taking themselves too serious sometimes, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, so anyway, we started coming and. You know, I I feel like my God's story, long story, is that circle of events where sometimes growing up in the church, when you're a kid, you're a kid. You know, it's one thing to have to be at church. Yeah. And another thing to want to be at church. Yeah. Especially look forward to it. Is a busy grown up. Yeah. Who's got, a, you and your, your family have a million opportunities i mean especially this time of year you've got the, the toy drive and you've got a fundraiser for this and a fundraiser for that and a parade and yeah you know i mean you are constantly busy yeah yeah it's uh booked uh solid yeah you know i was surprised we were able to fit this time in frankly well uh, well i was hey we're making it work yeah uh, i got my nine o'clock out of the way uh i've got some emails to do here a little bit and a three o'clock with the county mayor and uh 
asking for more money. I, that's what I'm, I always do is like, you know, I'll find it more creative ways. <laughs> I can spend all your money, Bob. You know? <laughs> but, but, you know, <laughs> you know, I, I feel blessed that, that I had a good foundation. I'm blessed that I didn't fly completely off the radar. Uh, but I feel better in, in, in that worshiping together with people, helping out. I mean, uh, you know, I, I got to do something to help with the church a few weeks ago and, and smoke some turkey breast yeah. and had a, had a large time doing that back to this fire and meat and, you know, cutting up with friends and having a good time and just, you know, It makes you feel good inside, and and you know, and, and I and I understand as an adult Christian that I'm just gonna roll with it. Yeah, I understand that that before I get home today, something tragic can happen in my life. Yeah, you know, and like I said, I I went down that rabbit hole of, you know, if you knew. Before you know the grains of sand, and I knew you before I even created you, and I'm like, then why'd you let this happen? You want to hear my craziest analogy for when I was angry? Maybe I yeah. shouldn't say it. I'm no, fine. it's good. Go for it. You go to Lowe's and you buy a box with a push mower in it. Yeah. You have to take it home and do some creating, right? Yeah. You have to put the handlebars on it. You have to maybe put the wheels on it and attach the blade, then you have to put fuel and oil in it. And you put this lawnmower together, you've created it for one purpose, to cut grass. Yeah. And you start mowing the lawn, and then you become angry and hold the lawnmower responsible for cutting the grass, and then you take a your shotgun or whatever or, or a lead pipe and you beat the lawnmower into smithereens. Yeah. Why would you do that? I felt like the lawnmower for a while. Yeah. You know, I'm like, if you created me for all this and you knew this was going to happen, why wouldn't you? Yeah. Why wouldn't you advert that, especially somebody that's professed your name and is, I'm on your side, God, I want to be on the team. Why would you, why would you do this? How, you know, I just finally just had to push through the other side, kind of like going through the sound barrier. Yeah. Boom. Once I got through it. It's almost like a peace came over me. I think a huge part of that is actually saying those things out loud to God. Yeah. Because, you know, half of 42% of the book of Psalms are lament Psalms where mm. David or whoever says to God, God, how long will you abandon me? God, have you forgotten me? God, are you asleep? God, why do the wicked prosper? If almost half of the book of Psalms says that over and over again, how come almost 0% of church says that? Right. You know, that that's one of those places we have. We have shut it up and we have lied to ourselves, to each other and to God. And we have looked at, at Daniel's wreck and said, we're just going to sing farther along and it's going to be better. Well, sometimes we need to spend a little bit of time saying, God, this is broken. This stinks. Why does it work this way? So that we can express it and then have that moment of reconciliation on the other yeah. side. But what I what I notice in ministry is the people who recover the best are the people who who express it the most honestly and openly to God. The people who don't get through it are the people who say, no, I'm not angry at God. Right. And it's obvious they are, but they're not admitting it to themselves or to God. You know, and they may they may be scared to try to hold that in because, you know, as we all know, God knows your heart. Knows, yeah. He truly knows your heart. 
Yeah. And like you say, there's story after story in the Bible where things didn't always go right. No. You know, uh, we look at David, man after God's own heart. Guy was a cheater and a murderer. Yes. Well, I mean, look at the cross from Mary's perspective. Look what happens to her little boy. Yeah. This doesn't look like rights winning out. No. You know, it takes some time before you get to the other side of that. Yeah, it, it does. And I, and I think just uh, sometimes living it and then when you surround your people, yourself with people that they don't have to agree on everything, but they are like-minded. They're going the right direction. They're going the right direction and and to be in a space because, like I say, the, um, Bob's last name just left me. I can't Spencer. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, he was a youth minister with Danielle. And, and, and I mean, I, the Walnut Street folks loved, loved, loved on yeah. me and my family and Danielle. And, you, you know, I, I feel bad sometimes like, well, you know, we loved on him. He showed up here and there a little bit. And then he just kind of faltered away. And then, yeah. but you know, anytime I bumped into him in public, they just hugged my neck. They didn't give me the what for. And, yeah. You know, and if they really love you, they love you, regardless. Yeah, and, and I'll have to say that I think they 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 really live that. Mm-hmm. And so you know, it's like you know, some people want to get on a rock well, the church left me, and nobody called me, and I'm like, and there was a case with me. It was like you know, uh, I felt like I probably turned my back. Mm-hmm. You know, not not at, not angry at them, just like. You know, I just don't, I, you know, early on, the, the, the care, daily care with Danielle was, was a lot more. It's overwhelming. Intensive. And, 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 and it, you know, it's still now, you know, kind of got to keep up with her and direct yeah. her. And, yeah, you know, uh, but it's a blessing. It's not, it can feel like work sometimes. <laughs> but at the end of the day, you know, when you think about it, in the long run, it it, it, it it's, it's a blessing because she, uplifts people mm-hmm. she's so good she she is and and you know and, and you know and my daughter lexi you know she's has some ups and downs but you know she's fixing to be with the state of tennessee uh, for t dot oh, cool. five years in december congrats so that's been that's some stable stuff there and and, and you know uh you know I, I had a close call last year in december yeah with uh, pneumonia. And I didn't realize flu. how bad that yeah. was until you told me later. I didn't need it until they woke me up Yeah, three days later. <laughs> uh, I would have probably freaked out. I was high for five days, so they gave me so much medication. Well, it's, it's not often the sheriff gets to get high, so I, I, you, you got to enjoy it while you get a chance. Well, that was a question, Cheryl, uh, <laughs> love of my life, but she was trying to carry me back down there and say, would you put him back on there for a few days? I need some rest. Right. I need to get some more stuff done around here. I think the title of this episode may need to be Find you a Cheryl. <laughs> yes. it, may, it may be, it may be. I, you know, it, it, you know, we don't always agree on everything. Not supposed to. Uh, but we work through it, and and uh, I think she's taught me how to communicate a little bit better. It's really all about communications. It, it's like you said, you know, you know. Look, if you're you're a Christian, maybe you need to lament yeah. a little bit. And lament out loud, find somebody. I'm not saying you have to come down uh, at the end of the call of yeah. worship and, and tell the whole church uh, what's bothering you, but you need to tell somebody. You got you, you know, find somebody who will, will listen to you and then, and, and, and maybe, you know, 
uh, two voices to God. That's why I believe they call that prayer. Yeah. You know, uh, it, it does work, you know, and, and like I say, I, I believe that I just, I kind of made full circle. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I would have liked to done it an easier way, but, you know, I'm sure Jesus would have liked to done it a little easier. Yeah. He asked for it. And I think, yeah, I could, you could take this cup yeah. from me. I, I certainly, uh, but if there's no other way, I'm going to get down and, and get down and do what you cup. need and take, take the cup. And, and, you know, to me, I think that's what, what has to be done, you know. Uh, you know, my mother read her Bible every day, and yeah. she listened to me preach, not necessarily the gospel. And, <laughs> and uh, you know, sometimes it sounded like the great debate. Yeah. Uh, but that helped, you know. You know, I come up with a reason not to, and she go to her Bible and find a reason I should. Mm. You know, and so, you know, she meant, and, and, and I got to keep her. She passed in January, but, uh, you know, she's almost 88 years old. And the last year and a half of her life, not so much quality of life. Yeah. Wasn't horrible, but. Uh, wasn't great. Wasn't great. But, you know, she, she was ready to be with the Lord. Yeah. Okay. And if I couldn't get her back to the little house behind me and, and cook supper for her and you know, go over her grocery list because she, up until her last year before she went to nursing home, she drove. Uh, Lord spared me on that, and I didn't have to fight her over not driving. Yeah. She got stenosis real bad. She couldn't pick her feet up real good. Uh, okay. She was scared. She wouldn't be. She wasn't worried about the gas. She, my mother, kind of had lead foot. Just so y'all know, <laughs> and uh, she was worried about getting on the brake and hurting somebody else. Yeah, you know. And so she's like, well, let's just, you know, I'm going to keep insurance and tags on man for having an extra vehicle. And, yeah. Uh, but, you know, I, we get out a little bit. But uh, so, you know, she would tell people I was her best son. Right. I would remind them that I'm her only son. You take it out. I'm the best and the worst, mama. You know. <laughs> <laughs> you take it how you can get it. it yeah. And, and so I, I was blessed to be able uh, you know, to to be close to my mother in her elder years and uh, no regrets. Yeah, you know uh, that's where that's, that's one of my biggest blessings. I think my other guy's story is sometimes I'm really truly blessed more than than I deserve. If I was keeping scores, uh, I'd be in the hole right now. We all would. <laughs> Every one of yeah, us. Yeah, I, I would be. That's how I feel. It, never trust anyone who says the other way, by the way. Yeah. You know? <laughs> and, and so, you know, uh, and like I say, uh, the good Lord got me, got me, got me through that, but that's not what really, you know, cause there might've been people that know me really well. So well, maybe that's why he started going back to church. You know, he almost died. And I'm like, no, was already headed that way. Yeah. And, and, and if that was the case, I'd, I'd admit it. I, yeah, I think most people know me. I'm pretty transparent, yeah, yeah. you know, and you know, and I'm human like everybody else. Uh, you know, you're gonna tell the story to your best light. You, you're not necessarily oh, lying, but I'm just being honest. Yeah, yeah. That I was already that was on the path. I, I think God was bringing me back. I mean, I know He gives us free will, yeah. which is probably the worst thing. It was a bad <laughs> yeah. idea, God. No. I, I struggled with that one. Yeah, I, I do. I struggle with it a, a, a whole lot. It's kind of like uh, the lawnmower story, you yeah. know. Uh, 
Lord, you know how we turn out, right? You yeah. Know? <laughs> Don't do that to yourself anymore. <laughs> you know, you know, hey, you could blink up, you could blink this whole uh, story in a whole different direction, but I'm sure you wouldn't rather have robots. <laughs> yeah. You know, <laughs> but you know, I, I, overall, I, I, you know, I feel like my whole life at different points, and and I, and I, and I think you've pointed it out. Could be your God story, you know. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, uh, like I said, I, I've been blessed 50 times more than I ever deserved. And my mother was very big on tithing and stuff. And she would, and you've heard this story, I'm sure, before, you know. Uh, even if they probably really didn't have yeah. that little 10% to tithe, mama said it always came back at 50 or better. Yeah. And, and I believe that's I believe that's true, and and I understand, you know, we're gonna have some hard times, even if we're doing right. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where faith. I feel like my faith today's prepared better. I don't want to brag, yeah. <laughs> but I, you know, where some of our parts in our life experiences at the end of the day, yeah. Uh, Cheryl had another good one. Well, she got a lot of good ones from her father. I say, was it? Uh, uh, youth is wasted on the young yeah, or something really like this. Yeah. You know, it's like, oh, can we do this in reverse? Yeah, can I get back to getting to have a nap every day? Right. I, I sure didn't appreciate that back yeah. then, but I'd, I'd go for it today. Right. You know, I'm 57. Yeah. What if I had all of this knowledge? And it's not just the knowledge and experience it, but it's the feeling. Yeah. It's the emotional. Yeah, yeah. Thing is what gives you strength to know. So, to, to know something. Yeah, you know, it's like, well, I know I'm uh, here, uh, you know, I've got the future right here in my hands. I can see it. You're probably going to stay right on track. Yeah, do the same thing. Yeah, because, but if you have the emotional stuff behind that, I think that's, you would probably more likely go, okay, been there, done that, learned it, got a t-shirt and the scars. (laughs) Yeah, here they are. (laughs) Here they are. Uh, But, you know, I I don't, I, I think. It could be a fool's errand to dwell on stuff like that. It, it just can get it drive you crazy, drive you nuts. Uh, all the possibilities, uh, you know. I just try to live my day to the fullest. Mm-hmm. Try to help people. Sometimes it's spontaneous. You get to do a little something. Yeah. Somebody putting stuff back at Walmart in the checkout. Yeah. You know, and I've been at the IGA back in the day with Mama. I see my mother have to put back two or three things, maybe ice, little half gallon of ice milk. Yeah, that's what I grew up on. It's not really ice cream. Yeah, ice milk, and and there's a difference. Yeah, uh, little things you could do. You don't give them your name. Yeah, you're just like you don't post you, it on Facebook. You just you just, you just do, do it. it. Mm-hmm. And it, you know, uh, one of the reasons I want to be you know regular involved, I think, led back to the church is like. I can't do everything because Cheryl, when when we first became members here, we got a list. Yeah. And uh, she tempers me. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, she's like, you can't check all the boxes. No. No. <laughs> <laughs> she's like, let's pick a few and yeah. and, and, and be proficient in those. Absolutely. And, and, and that's that's why uh, I think being involved in, in a church, if you're hearing this, it, whether you go to a Baptist church or Methodist church or Burns or Walnut Street, you know, if you're actively involved, find something to do within the church, whether it's, yeah. you know, cleaning the building. I, I can remember when a kid, I cleaned the building. I helped remodel and raise the ceiling, yeah. and there was insulation involved, and I was 13 years old, and it was sweaty in July. 
I have never itched as much in my life. <laughs> Fiberglass insulation yeah, is the devil. I said, uh, Lord, I will find some other way to give them my time. <laughs> yeah. I'll mow the grass. Uh, just don't stick me back Lord, in I will there. give money so somebody else can do this. <laughs> yeah. So, I, you know, I think that's the other God story is 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 be active. You don't have to do it all. Your, yeah. your church family doesn't expect you to do anything. No, no, no. Uh, but like I said, just being asked to, to cook. Yeah. Uh, I, I think in a text message I told Matt— uh, uh, you know, when I get to heaven, I, I want to be a warrior cook. Yes. Yeah, the the Lord can ha- hand me a sword in one hand and a spatula in the other, and I will be, uh, I could do without the crew. That's right. I just let me go to town. I don't need a mansion and a robe. I just need a uh, a pit for some barbecue. You know? Yeah, yeah. And, and, and so, you know, that, that, it, it's, it's fulfilling. Okay. I'm not being selfish, but. It is. Know. And I wish I, I wish people, Okay, I know there are ministers and churches that take advantage of people, mm-hmm. and it's easy for that to be a mm-hmm. thing. But when I ask you to get involved in something, okay, yes, it benefits this organization. I'm not going to lie and say that it doesn't, but getting involved doing things is so good for you. Church doesn't work with a toe in. you got to yeah. go all in. It's like when the water's cold in the pool, you just got to get it over and, and get yeah. in. Once you're in and you hit the splash and hit the bottom— Within seconds, you're like, this ain't so bad. Yeah, then it gets fun. Then it gets fun. Yeah, that's right. Mm. That's right. So, you know. Uh, well, Tim, man, thank you so much for your time today. Absolutely. I know you've got so much to do and so much going on. I just appreciate it. I'm grateful we made it through this hour without a, without 43 phone calls or a, a SWAT team busting through the window. Right. So. Or, or, uh, or uh, having a cough cough fest yeah we didn't cough an entire too much we, we we we're loose so i think we'll we'll be all right that's right <laughs> more drugs for everybody, everybody. Yes. <laughs> uh, friends i think that's a way to end this one uh, i sure appreciate you listening i hope that you will uh, share this with a friend if you can do that uh, and until next time i can't wait to hear what god's up to in your story thanks for listening to rough drafts be sure to subscribe so you don't miss a single episode while you're at it Help us spread the word by leaving a rating and review. Until next time, let's keep looking for how God writes His love into our stories.